0: Good evening, everybody. This is Barbara with the Category Podcast, and I want to thank you for your continued support of the podcast. And on this evening, I have a special guest. He is the Navarro County Health Authority, and he is also a doctor for uh, the community of Portia County, Navarro County. And I'd like to introduce them as an audience. Dr. John D. Updegrove. Hello. Hello. How are you this evening? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for accepting accepting the invitation to be on the podcast. Uh, Why don't you tell the listening audience about who Dr. John D. Updegrove is?
1: Well, uh, I want to first thank you for uh, inviting me to be on. Uh, I am a uh, pulmonary and critical care physician. Uh, I have been here in Corsicana for 30 years uh, this Sunday, August the 1st. Wow. July, my 30-year anniversary uh, practicing here. I uh, joined Medical Arts Clinic in 1991 and uh, and have been here my whole career i went through a um, semi-retirement in september of 2018 and uh, quit practicing here and i have done part-time work for a number of different hospitals across the state uh, since that time but primarily working in Waco at Providence Hospital in their emergency room and down in College Station at St. Joe's Hospital in their uh, uh, ICU.
0: Okay, so you were named, um, you were appointed uh, the Vale County Health Authority after the passing of the late Dr. Kent Rogers. And so you have some big shoes to fill. So how has that been, that new position that you were appointed?
1: Well, it is um, it is a job I never, ever wanted. Um, Kent was a dear friend and mentor, uh, father figure to me for all these years, and uh, a man that I learned more from than probably uh, anybody else. Um, you know, I have worked down at the health department the, the majority of my career. From when we were in the little building uh, and near the laundromat to, to where we are now and so i've been associated with the health department seeing patients uh, on a fairly regular basis and i've been on their advisory board for a number of years so i have kept up with the health department and um, and i guess now i get the opportunity to help direct it but um yeah tremendous shoes that can never be felt i will be honest about that Yeah, seeing is
0: definitely missed in the community uh, of course, the county of Vero County, uh, and so he was, uh, you know, nationally known, and so he is definitely missed. So, Doctor Uttergrove, you know, we um, are still, you know, battling uh, this COVID virus, and now we have the, you know, the, de- the Delta variant, you know, and so what? What can you tell the audience about, you know, the seriousness of, you know, this? You know, this, the virus, the Delta variants, because I know we still have those that are still, you know, um, still not, you know, accepting of you know, the, the vaccine and all that, and so, I mean, I do, I've, I've said to you know, people, and when I communicate or when I talk to people, uh, is there, it, it is a choice whether or not you take the vaccine or not, and so, um, what, what can you share with the, list, the listening audience um, you know about what's taking, what's going on, what's what's probably getting ready to, to take place. What can you share uh, with them?
1: Well, I mean that's uh, that's about a hundred questions wrapped into into one. I mean, you know, coronavirus, uh, or COVID virus is it uh, uh, is a type of coronavirus. It has uh, been out there for many years, uh, but this particular strain is. Uh, infinitely more infectious and and more uh, deadly than any that we have faced before so as as everybody knows in the last year and a half uh, this has been a global pandemic it has spared no one it really uh, does not uh, matter who you are where you live how old you are your ethnicity, your job, your religion. It really is an equal opportunity wow. virus. And we have now lost over 600,000 Americans in the last year due to this infection. In the beginning, we we really didn't have a very good handle on it. We uh, did not have a good uh, capability of treating it. Uh, we didn't have very good medications uh, and so the treatment has come a long long way uh, in the 18 months in the beginning of course not only do we not have treatments but the but the sheer over num- overwhelming number just you know just surged past any hospital's capability of taking care of patients and uh, and things have finally begun to slow down in the past several months Before now, they have uh, begun to rise again. The Delta variant is one of many variants that has occurred, uh, but it is much more infectious than what we have seen before, so it is more easily transmitted from person to person. As best we can tell so far, its response to the same medications that we have used and the same treatments that we've used and it doesn't seem to be any more fatal than what we have seen before but it, it is in more infectious and because it's more infectious we're seeing it spread very rapidly through our community and through other communities the the question of the vaccine of course is is a real challenging one for many people i i am like you i believe taking the vaccine is a choice i can't beg people enough to take it i know there are people who have uh, doubts uh, and for all kinds of reasons but the vaccine works and there is evidence that that fewer people have gotten covid uh since we started giving vaccinations there are people who have been vaccinated who get covid it's not perfect there's almost nothing in fact there is nothing in life which is perfect and so it's it's you know if people are expecting a guarantee that they won't get sick well there is no guarantee but but the guarantee is that you're much more likely to get sick if you don't have the vaccine so we we are just begging people to to come get a vaccine the vaccine is extraordinarily safe Um, again there's no there's no vaccine there's no car ride there's no anything we do in life that has a guarantee of of uh, an absence of side effects but the side effects are exceedingly rare and the risk is exceedingly high if people don't take it so you know we we're continuing to encourage people the the evidence today says that about 95 percent of people who are getting positive covid test have not had the vaccine uh, so a small percentage have been vaccinated but the overwhelming majority have not and the even greater percentage than that it's about 95 percent of the people who are requiring hospitalization have not been vaccinated so the best thing you can do for yourself for your family your friends your co-workers yeah, everybody you know is to go get the vaccine.
0: So the schools are getting ready to start the, their fall session. The schools are getting ready to open back up. And so are you concerned with, um, you know, with, with this upcoming school year? Because, you know, we, you know, we have, you know, a lot of our young people have not been vaccinated because of their ages. And so are you worried about um, this upcoming school year?
1: i i certainly am i mean we it it is very contagious from kid to kid i mean we have an outbreak uh going on here in the community right now that a bunch of um, children i don't know their exact ages but got it at a church camp so it only takes one person in the classroom to infect the whole classroom and and i think what people people forget is fortunately the kids don't get super sick i mean they can get sick but they don't get super sick but the problem is that they they go home and they give it to their parents they go home and they give it to their grandparents you know they give it to their babysitter they give it to people who are older than them and have a greater risk of getting ill because they're more likely to have one of these comorbid conditions but so many of the people we're seeing don't have any known, um, any known risk factor other than they just happen to get, they get infected. So, I, so the answer to your question is, yes, ma'am, I'm very concerned. I'm very concerned that once school starts, that uh, kids as kids are in the classroom, in the hallways, in the playgrounds, you and gym class are going to spread it around. So... Um
0: What, what can you tell those that are listening? You know, I mean, I know we've talked about, I've had Dr. Rogers on, you know, he's been on here and in the very early, you know, the early stages of, you know, the pandemic. And, um, you know, he, you know, he had so much wisdom, so much knowledge. And so, you know, I still hear, you know, the conversation, oh, they haven't given, you know, the vaccine enough time, you know, it's been, you know, and so Dr. Rogers, he always explained, you know, he you knew how he was. He always explained, you know, towards the science part of it. And so um, so I try to tell people that I speak with hey, do your research, you know, and so um, do your research. Don't go on, you know, with the rumors of what you've heard, but do your research. And so, um, how can we uh, continue to bring reassurance to those that are still on the fence? about the vaccine how can we what how, what can you say to bring more bring some reassurance that you know we it, it seems how important it is
1: sure well i mean obviously the science um you know makes this appear as though it's new and i i think that there are a lot of people who are frustrated or concerned because the fda has not given full uh, approval to this vaccine i don't know why they haven't um you know the the evidence based on the millions of doses that that have been given are overwhelmingly favorable for the vaccine both from a safety and from an an efficacy perspective it's you know the the i think part of what people get caught up in is that it's new and of course everything's new at some point if if we were dealing with uh, an infection to keep me from getting uh an ingrown toenail well we can spend five years figuring that out i'm not probably going to die of an ingrown toenail but when we're dealing with it disease where 600,000 people are going to die in a year's time, we can't spend five years figuring out if it's safe. We, I mean, do, doing a five-year study, yeah. it, it just isn't reasonable. Um, you know, the the evidence says the vaccine is safe. The technology is a fairly new set of technology for the Pfizer vaccine. It's what's called an, an, an RNA vaccine. The science the science is that DNA becomes RNA and then it's replicated in the body. So if you get a DNA vaccine, your body converts it to RNA. So functionally it's the same. One of the vaccines is a DNA vaccine. I believe it's the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. So that's more consistent with the vaccines that we have, you know, gotten in the past. But this technology is was developed to treat other infections like ebola like zika you know like sars infections which have been seen in the past and the vaccine and the technology work so it's just been applied in a new fashion so i don't i don't view it as new technology and of course science changes so fast that yeah, you know, there's a lot of technology out there that's being applied in different ways that most of us are totally unaware of. We are, we are oblivious to what science has learned in the last 20, 30, 50 years that just is mind-blowing. You know, the, the technology and the information that is available uh, today, you know, would towards what I was taught in medical school. It's just, it's a order of magnitudes different.
0: So what's the best way to protect uh, our families? Because I know we live in a community where, you know, we have a lot of, you know, those that are not, just not going to, you know, wear masks. You know, they're not going to social distance. And so what is the best way to protect our families?
1: The, the absolute best way to protect your children and your family is to be vaccinated. That's first. So everybody over the age of 12, again, I beg you to go get the vaccine. It's to protect you, your family, and everybody you know. Beyond that, of course, it's try to wear a mask. And there, it's another controversial subject. Yeah. Masks aren't perfect, you know, but... Again, if you can reduce the spread by half, that's a big number, it's a big number. And so wearing a mask in close quarters is recommended. And I think we're seeing more and more you know, institutions and uh, in areas that are going back to a mask mandate. Um, clearly washing your hands is important being aware i mean if someone appears ill gosh it's you know it's nice to go check on them but be cautious be yeah. very very cautious so those are the predominant things that we can do but far and away the best thing you can do get a vaccine
0: so can you tell the listener audience you know i know the health department is doing the vaccine uh we do you see us doing the the mass vaccination like they did with the adult population um, you know, a year ago, I mean, several months ago, uh, do you see that occurring in our community?
1: Well, first thing I, I want to uh, yeah, I want to applaud, to course, the Canada Fire Department. The vaccine uh, clinic that they ran was just stellar. It was stellar. And uh, it was extremely well organized. The wait lines were, were minimal. The flow through was great. I mean, we had people come from Midland. We had people from El Paso. We had people from south of San Antonio who came here because our clinic was so efficiently run. That said, I don't know that we're going to have scheduled mass vaccination program right now. I, and, I, and I say that because we're not seeing large numbers of people who are trying to get the vaccine and so setting up a clinic and and all of the workers and and the location to give five vaccines or ten vaccines is is really not worth it uh you know i think that if if we could through the school district get um you know vouchers but get your parental authorization to give vaccines to every child over 12 we would be happy to set up um, you know vaccinations uh, probably most uh, most easily accomplished by us coming to the school and doing it there and that way parents don't have to to drive their children around to get it and the flip side of parents driving their kids around is well we'd we'd love to give their parents a vaccine too we really would Uh, so i i think that what we're what we're trying to decide is whether we uh can have a booth and and available vaccine at, uh, at Meet the Teacher, at the first day of school, at uh, the football game. I mean, we're, we're ready to be anywhere we can be uh, to try to get vaccines to patients. And, and what you said earlier, I, I want to re-echo. You know, this was Dr. Rogers' passion. I'm so and, and I'm sorry, I, I get I get emotional about it. Dr. Rogers was a great guy. And he did a lot of stuff. But the thing that drove Dr. Rogers' passion was really two things. One was the schools and providing quality education for the students of our community. And the second was public health. And as everybody knows, Dr. Rogers wrote that newsletter every day. He wrote it from the hospital while he was dying begging people to take the vaccine. And it's the most amazing irony of all is that he was days away from getting the vaccine himself. Yeah. And he didn't get it. So yeah. this is this is what Dr. Rogers was begging us to do. And so I, I can't, again, I cannot urge people enough but to go get the vaccine. If, if you have a specific question, I mean, I'll be, tr- I'll be happy to try to answer it. But I think that, as you pointed out, it's a matter of choice. And yeah. people uh, seem to hide behind their, their political viewpoint or their, you know, whatever. They read it on the Internet. I don't know. And that's just another way of saying they don't want it. And they're yeah. using that as an excuse.
0: Well, that's, excuse. well, Dr. Well, Dr. I really um, appreciate, you know, the staff of the health department. You know, uh, Emily, I know she's getting ready to retire, and Maria, and all the others, um, because you know, like you said, Dr. Rogers did leave a legacy, and um, you know, I was honored to serve with him on our, you know, on our local school board, and so um, I, you know, I, I rest, I rest, in the fact that he he did. You know what he was supposed to do while he was here on this earth, and I hope that um, his his life is not in vain. And so, um, you know, I really appreciate you taking the mantle, and I'm hoping that um, that you know whatever you know whoever's listening, whatever you choose to do, if you choose not to take the vaccine, that, that you just you know stay stay you know stay safe, you know you know not in a selfish way and spread you know whatever your germs or whatever on somebody else. But um, it's just important because um, you know our, our community is our community and the community that surround us. And so um, Dr. Uthergrove, um, is there anything else you want to say to this audience before we uh, close out?
1: No, I really appreciate this this opportunity. And I look forward to, um, to having the opportunity again. We, uh, we're we really working hard at the health department for uh, a number of programs uh, that uh, hopefully we can bring online in the coming years and uh, do a lot more things to help uh, community health right here where we live.
0: Okay, so I always give my uh, guests a chance to give a shout out to anybody that I could give their shout out to. So do you have anybody you want to shout out to?
1: Well, I mean, of course, I, um, I appreciate my uh, family more than I could uh, begin to say. Uh, they have uh, got the short end of the stick in, uh, in my career. They have uh, unfortunately come behind uh, taking care of patients, and, uh, and I can't begin to, uh, to repay them for what I, uh, what I took from them and what they uh, allowed me to do.
0: Well, I really do thank you so much for your, you know, your service to our community, and I know that um, you're going to continue to help our community in, in every in every way that you can. And so, uh, you know, just say, you know, Dr. Epps just stay safe, you know. I said we, you know, we thought Dr. Rogers was going to be with us, you know, for a while, you know, at least I, I did. And so, um, I just um, ask that, you know, the health department and employees and all, uh, you know, the doctors. Because you know it was very taxing for a lot for the medical field for any first responders because it was you know they they had to continue to do their service and so um, I'm hoping that we that we don't see that again you know so just um, continue you know just to be safe and to I um, that. and I just thank you like thank you again for accepting the invitation to be on the podcast and to my listen audience I'm just going to close out. Um, like I said earlier, it is a choice, you know. Um, we can't beat it over your head. We can't make you do it. But I just encourage, you know, those that are listening to, you know, practice social distancing, social distancing you know, and, um, you know, disrespect, you know, the, what, what others. If it's if their if if choice to get the vaccine or if somebody chooses not to get the vaccine, it is their choice. And so I just ask everybody to be safe. And, and just um, wash your hands, and um, if, you want, if you choose to wear a mask, wear a mask, and um, just look out for, for, for each other. And with that being said, I want to uh, thank you again for supporting the Pentecostal Podcast. Have a good evening.